0: Welcome to Wii Universe, this is the show where we are playing through every single goddamn Wii U game. And uh, my lord, we've gotten to a big one this week. My name is Steve gutley Hi, I'm Woody Suskowski. <gasps> uh, well, good to have you here. Thank my, you, it's my, just my nice fellow, to be here. My smash
1: brother. My yeah. smash brother <laughs> exactly. from another smash mother. It's good to have you here. Uh, to play. Uh, also, uh, don't refer to anyone as a smash mother. No,
0: unless <laughs> they specifically ask for it. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> exactly. I think that's a whole subset of the of a, uh, a certain community. Yeah, ser- so. search history,
1: clear. Yes, exactly. And we have a, a special episode here. We yeah. brought in uh, favorites from all over over the podcasting universe. Oh, my God. We got Roman Mars is here. Absolutely. Um... What Sarah Koenig? Oh, she's got a great down B. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Name other famous
0: podcasters, Steve. Ah, uh, well, I mean Griffin and David are here, sure. of course. Uh, yeah. You know Michael Mabarro from New York Times, The Daily. Uh, obviously, we've got uh, Katrina Longworth. Oh, you know, yeah, with her That's excellent denunciation. Yep. just smacking people with a sword. We,
1: we, that yeah. would be great. I want to do this. <laughs> do... The sma- meeting of Super Pod Brothers. I imagine like
0: the Doughboys are kind of like an ice climbers character. Where, mm. Like they you know they, they climb you need both of them. Yeah, sure, yeah, absolutely, sure, absolutely. Uh, in case you can't tell, we're talking about Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. Uh, very exciting. Very, uh, very bad name for this game. I have to say right off the bat, I think that's a bad, boring name for this game.
1: Yeah, it should be called what? Super Smash Brothers U. Like at the, vi- I mean that's, that's not a good name either. That's but a That's a either. more
0: better name. It's it's within keeping of the 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 naming conventions of the series, you know. But like, and of could,
1: games for the Wii U.
0: I I think I would say something like Super Smash Brothers Impact or something like that, and then you can have like the the 3DS one could be called something different, like Super you know, Smash Brothers Pocket Impact. Yeah, I don't know. little
1: Fisticuffs <laughs> little fisties. Yeah. That's what they'll call Ooh. it. <laughs> but but also, Super Smash
0: <laughs> Brothers Little fisties History History fisties. Clear
1: for Little Fisties and Big Fisties. <laughs> um, so Speaking of history clear, boop, uh, boop, 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 boop. Boo. Yeah. I, we're going to revisit a segment that I have done, I believe, once. Prince Valiant is back? No, not Prince no. Valiant is back. It's called Woody Reads His Spam Email. Oh, boy. Because every so often, I get a quality piece of spam that I just have to share. I'm excited. Sometimes my life is real slow, and I'm like, what's going on in the old spam <laughs> hey, we we're,
0: we're all just hanging on.
1: Yeah, so this is from your friend and ours, 8MKM3QSS1XFA. Oh, um, he's old 80. Yeah, 80. yeah. <laughs> Well... Yeah. He's 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 got news for you, my friend. Oh, boy. Um, The headline here is the secret reason you're not pooping. Right. (laughs) You (laughs) know, I've been wondering. Yeah, I I think it might be cork based. (laughs) It it may be. Um, Well, actually, your colon could be swollen. Which I believe is a Wordsworth poem. The swollen colon? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your colon could be swollen with pounds of toxic, decaying old poop. Pounds? Wow. Yeah, wow. I know. Okay. Are you having at least one satisfying BM experience of emptying your bowels every day? For some reason, emptying is in quotes, but oh. not BM experience?
0: Sure. Um, no. Yeah, yeah, that's you'd... that's uh, my favorite Jimi Hendrix album. Yeah.
1: yeah. Are, are you BM experienced? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Colon Ultra Cleanse, also, sorry for signal-boosting Colon Ultra Cleanse, who knows, maybe it's a good product, is uh, formulated to end your bloated, uncomfortable symptoms so you can finally experience a thorough emptying of your colon, claim your risk-free trial now, you'll be amazed by what comes out. I'm going to guess a lot
0: of sawdust. (laughs) That's my guess. I think uh, maybe some (laughs) poop, mostly sawdust.
1: I just... It feels like very generous use of the word amazed. Yeah. Like, maybe like awe. I I don't know. I always think of amazed as a positive thing.
0: I I feel like if I am uh, amazed by my poop, then it's a bad day. It's a bad day. Like, I've I've had just, like, I've gone through something. Like, I shouldn't be amazed by this. This should be a routine thing.
1: Anyway, yeah. um, so we, we appreciated that. Um, I have not yet signed up for my risk-free trial, oh. but if I will do, I will sure to update you guys on how amazed I was about what came out. I'll give you the play-by-play. It's, <laughs> I, I,
0: all right, that's a, that's a new Patreon tier.
1: Yeah, <laughs> what Woody about Woody's
0: experiencing <laughs> BMs? His BM experience, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, before we get into this uh, large undertaking of a game we have today, what else are you playing? Oh,
1: what else am I playing besides, besides reading my spam email? <laughs> besides, um,
0: uh, yeah, what are you playing on the toilet as you're pooping out these gigantic sure. turds?
1: Um, speaking of something that's not a gigantic turd, mm. is uh, Mortal Kombat 11, a Yay. game that uh, you know we, we played a bunch of Mortal Kombats for the Patreon, and I kept playing that one. You're coming around we, on it? Well, even though I poo pooed all of the. Uh, Extra stuff that's in that game, like for the customization. The pounds of toxic stuff. There, okay, I'm I gonna mean, stop. Okay, with this. but that's I fine. But it is really this. pounds in that game. Yeah, like yeah. there's so many weird customization and coins with a K yeah. to, that you can collect with a K. Mm-hmm. Um
0: with collector. With yeah. A K.
1: Yeah. yeah. But even though I don't care necessarily that much about that stuff, it does give you a reason to kind of play the extra modes just to see the little meters go up sure. and to be like, look, I unlocked new sunglasses. And Absolutely. also Another very important update, um, copyright claim alert, TMTM TM, Woody Siskowski coming get ready Uh-oh. because NetherRealm Studios stole my idea. Are, did they really? They, they really did. So um, Mortal Kombat 11 has friendships yeah. where your character um, would sort of, as opposed to like decapitating your enemy, you might jump rope or open a jack in the box or do something fun. Yeah. Um, Like the so, franchise or the toy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Whoa, wait, yeah. what?
0: Like the like the Jack in the Box food franchise oh, or a toy? No, like a they, toy. Like like <laughs> so Jackson Scorpio. I, mean, I was, side ve- I was just, very, very lost they there. just get their own small but, business, yeah. Yeah,
1: um, but Kano's friendship is he um, pulls out a barbecue and uses his laser eye to cook the item on the barbecue, oh. which 2007, when I was in late high school, I made a video uh, entitled Cooking with Kano. It's um, online, people. It's That's online, great. people, somewhere somewhere on there, where you can see me in a very rudimentary made from tinfoil Kano costume <laughs> doing a v- very rudimentary special effect in MS Paint where the screen darkens and this straight line of red laser <laughs> comes out of my eye to cook a fish mm-hmm. on the cutting board. And so clearly, Ed Boon watched that video and was like, finally, something something goofy, we can put in our new Mortal Kombat game, you know, 12 years later. So I mean, w- is he where? cooking the same thing? Is he cooking a fish? or is it No, like a I don't remember. Yeah, it's probably a shrimp or something. Okay. The point is, where are my residuals for me using your copyrighted characters in yeah. my fan video, Ed Boon? Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that would be
0: kind of amazing if that's what that was a reference to. <laughs> yeah, like, he's, exactly. he's one of the ones who watched that. Because that that got some traction, a little that, like, bit of traction, not yeah. not necessarily for the right reasons. No, baby, it was, no I, yay, but, but it's it's kind of like a semi-viral like video that's out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> that's so. the, I didn't know. Uh, I I haven't messed with the friendships too much in that. You know, I'm I, I don't a think violence,
1: man. I, I think they came later. Um, and you, yeah. So, uh, I I lost my train of thought. But that's the point right. is, send me money. Another Realm Studios. Do it. I don't think I can make money for having. Made a fan video with your copyrighted <laughs> characters, but I. But in a just I, world, j- just, you a credit, just a credit, just a credit is all I want. Where yeah. you do the fatality and it says Kano wins. Friendship inspired by Woody Siskowski. Oh man, what That's if they had
0: like a Woody Siskowski in Kano costume skin that you yeah could, like, swap that would,
1: in? That'd be, ooh, that'd be pretty good. Be pretty or good. you let me be the guy on the bottom who comes out and goes toasty. <gasps> toasty. Like just add that to that fatality. Just have me come in and go toasty. while he's cooking the shrimp That's on the bar. That's a barbecue. credit. That's all you yeah. need. That's
0: great. <laughs> Uh, for me, I have been waging my own little battle <laughs> with uh, with a game called Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Yes, for the long-term listeners, you may be rolling your eyes, but I'm going to finish it this time. I believe
1: th- this was inspired by uh, one of our more recent episodes yeah. where Steve said he has started this game twice and was, more than, curi- more was twice. curious yeah, to times. play it on the Switch but refused to put more money into it. Yes, you
0: very graciously got this uh, copy of it from the library yes. for me, uh, so I'm not putting any money into it. I didn't even put in the legwork to get it from the library. Yeah, I just
1: texted Steve <laughs> and was like, I'm getting you Skyward Sword.
0: <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah, no, let's do it. And so then like, I just immediately popped it in the Switch. I'm like, alright, fuck it. We're doing this. I don't care how much it sucks. I'm playing this whole thing because I'm tired of letting it beat me i'm about 20 hours in i think i'm pretty close to the end i've just got to like power up my sword a couple more times uh it's pretty frustrating game overall you know there there are moments that i'm enjoying there there are things that are keeping you going but the dungeons are really 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 long mm. and uh you have to redo some of them which is Oof. very annoying like yeah. you have to like it's it'll be barely remixed but you have to go back like later in the game to find an item you left behind or something like that which uh sucks i don't yeah. like
1: doing that i mean the zelda games they always put plenty of content in them they don't need to pad them no like, no it's, they really it's a don't. shame when they do
0: there was a point where i'm like all right i'm 15 hours in and they introduce the the little seed gathering mechanic mm. from twilight princess that we found so annoying i'm like wait a minute we we learned nothing from twilight princess we're dropping this back in like 15 hours into this game that I'm already kind of like struggling with? Do you with?
1: think that Skyward Sword was the genesis of Breath of the Wild? Like Skyward Sword came out and they're like, oh my God, we <laughs> need we need to do something different. We oh, have officially I, run out of steam.
0: I think, if, I think it actually was. I yeah. think it was like the jump the shark moment where it's okay. just like, all right, we've done everything we can with this kind of leg of the Zelda experience, you know, so like uh, it, it would... I'm 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 going to be glad to have played it. I'm going to be uh, glad to check it off my list and I'm I'm considering this less of a I'm thinking of it less as a gaming experience and more of a uh uh, a training exercise, sure. or more of a, a, a tying up loose ends kind of. Situation. So, are you
1: after you beat this? Are you a Zelda completist? Have you?
0: This, this is the last one. This is the last Zelda okay. game I have not beaten. So, yeah, that that'll be that too. You know, okay. so so I'm excited, and yeah. I mean, not in counting like the the CDI ones, wand. yeah, <laughs> sure. things like that. But you know, hey, if you've beaten those games, then you've got some kind of magic in your veins that uh, that that can overcome bad gameplay. I guess.
1: Yeah. And those uh, games are also quite hard. So. They're very
0: hard. Yeah, they're hard on top of everything else. So Skyward Sword, hopefully by the next time we have a Wii Universe episode, I will have beaten it, uh, and I can finally lay this dark chapter of my life to rest.
1: <laughs> the pre- and post-Skyward Sword.
0: Yeah. Players. yeah. I am interested to see how they uh, adapted the very, you know, that game's very, very motion-control dependent, yeah. and uh, you don't need motion controls in this. They just kind of map your sword to the right stick, so you can oh. kind of control it very independently and like slash through that. and it works pretty well. Okay. It's kind of fun, like flicking the stick to like. But they do don't. I, and I just like assumed
1: they made it into a button press, but it still has that precision thing. You with need the that stick, precision,
0: but... yeah, because okay. so much of the gameplay depends on you have to like draw things on the screen with the the tip of your sword. You have to use it to steer. To you. I mean the signature attack, the skyward sword attack. Is requires you to like lift it above your head, mm. charge it up, and so you then just like, hold up on the now stick. Now you just hold up. Okay. Way easier, way easier. Because I remember the Wii specifically was not recognizing that attack for
1: me. Whoa, you're lifting it higher than the TV. We don't know what to do. Ah, ah, <laughs> ah, make him flip around in a yeah. circle. I guess. Shrink a couple feet, Steve. Come An- on. Another twenty An- minute cutscene. Quick. Yeah. yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So, so I'm I'm almost done with it. It's it's a it's a hate playthrough with more than anything, <laughs> but I'm doing it. All right, let's talk about something I played that uh, did not do it out of hate. I did it out of out of fun. Uh, that's Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, released November twenty first, twenty fourteen. This was developed by Bandai Namco and Sora Ltd. and published by Nintendo. And this was also released on three DS. They
1: released Super Smash Brothers for Wii U on three DS. They sure that was did. the full name of the game <laughs> for Wii U.
0: Yeah, Super Smash Brothers for Wii U on three DS. Yeah, uh, so. Th- We've, we've talked, this is our third Smash Brothers episode. Oh, we talked yeah. N64 and we had a guest bring on uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee yep. for one of our Patreon episodes. So the only one that we haven't gotten in this little series here is uh, the last game in the series, Super Smash Brothers Brawl. That came out for the Wii. It was a massive, massive hit, sold 13 million copies and kind of extended the, the hot streak that this series has been enjoying, like as Nintendo's kind of signature franchise now really like this and mario kart are kind of the two heavy hitters
1: that's true um but brawl i think had a pretty mixed legacy like, Yeah. obviously it sold a ton of copies because what i what i really noticed as we've explored different franchises and just played more games in general is that often the highest selling game or like games that sell really well come after like really good yeah chapters in the game it's like People bought a bunch, people liked Melee, and it was really good and a big step up for Smash Brothers. Yeah. And then, like, when Brawl came out, everyone was like, yes, we're, we're back in. And I Brawl left quite a few people feeling a little cold. I, myself, didn't really have a problem with it because what I want from a new Smash Brothers is more characters and more stages, more, more, more. Right, me too. But I think for people who really got into the nitty-gritty of uh, how Melee works, Brawl kind of put them off because there's a couple mechanics in Brawl that just don't feel quite right compared to Melee. I remember characters are kind of sometimes randomly trip, like just your character will fall over. Oh, right. um, Yeah, that was weird. Which does not happen very often, but is just kind of like Nintendo wanting to introduce that feeling of like randomness to try and even the playing field.
0: Well, I remember Brawl having... It's been a while since I played it, but it had kind of a looser... Yes, feel like yes. whereas melee was kind of like all right we're going to be taken seriously as like a competitive fighting game but now. i feel like I a
1: think, lot of that happened by accident right with melee <laughs> yeah
0: it just kind of happened because the game was like really tight and like the the gamecube controller was kind of ideally suited for it which is why it's come back for every smash mm-hmm. game uh but yeah i I've, i remember brawl feeling a little looser a little more casual uh yes. and uh a big problem that a lot of people have with it was just that the 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 default controls with the Wii mode just don't feel very good. They feel kind of weird and kind of uh you know. So which is why, luckily, you can play it with a GameCube controller. Yeah, totally. On Wii
1: and I, I that is an odd thing. Is like I don't know if the. Because I totally am with you. Like, the Wiimotes feel very weird to use sideways for a more modern game. You're like, why am I playing this, like, game with all this stuff going on with what's essentially an NES controller? Yeah, yeah. It just feels very weird. But I don't know if that's because, like, it's so ingrained in us that, like, the GameCube controller is what you use to play Smash Brothers. Totally. it's just hard to adjust.
0: It's still, for a lot of people, I think the GameCube one might be the one most people have played the most, you know. So uh, the the biggest addition that Brawl brought to the series, I think, on a more contextual level, Mm -hmm. is just uh, the addition of non-Nintendo playable characters, which kind of evolved the series from, like, a Nintendo museum to, like, a video game greatest hits museum. You know, it's... uh, There wasn't a ton of them, right? It was Sonic and Snake. Okay, I I mean, they're two big ones. They're two big ones, but, like, Sonic was, like, a big coup to get in that game because it's, like, this was entering the era where, like... Sega and Nintendo are no longer competitors, really. And so now we're pairing these two characters up more and more, you know. And Snake was just a big surprise of just like, oh, wait. So I guess it's just anybody who's ever appeared on a Nintendo system at any point. Yeah. Uh, Snake was in, what, the two the twin NES ones and then the Twin Snakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, not exactly, you don't, you don't think of Snake as a Nintendo character no. ever. Uh, but there was a cool way to evolve it. And this game continues that, as we'll get into in a little bit. Um, but yeah, so it, it kind of makes sense that this was the first time that Nintendo farmed out development to a third party. And, uh, the first time they also launched a Smash game on multiple platforms because okay. now it's becoming kind of like a, a thing for the masses. And now
1: I played this game a lot, but on 3DS. Yeah, like, I played the hell out of this on 3DS, but somehow... A lot of the specifics have kind of just slid from my mind. Yeah. Even though I probably put, you know, 60 hours into this game. Yeah. And which is very odd, but it's because, like, I don't know, and we'll, we'll get into it in a little bit, but this game is just sort of a composition of modes with yeah. no overarching story that kind of is more memorable. Yeah, that's the thing. It is kind of,
0: yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a good way to put it. It's like kind of a lot of menus and a lot of navigation yeah. in that way. So uh, Bandai Namco was one of the partners here, and they met up with Nintendo, uh, and they brought over key members from the Soul Calibur and Tekken teams hmm. coming over to help out with that. So uh, Masahiro Sakurai, who is the, uh, the the lead of the whole series, he kind of wanted a little bit more diversity in the moves, and he wanted more fighting game cred, you know. And previously to this point, he had just been solely designing all the movesets for all the characters. Wow. And this is the first time that he kind of farmed it out to other people. Um, so yeah, uh, they also offered a, uh, kind of ridiculous number of control options in this game, <laughs> which is, uh, I don't know, a weird, it, it, it's kind of weird to think about it. Cause for most systems, it's just like, oh, your controller is your controller,
1: right? You know? Wii, I mean, that's probably a, f- a fun fact about the Wii U that I'm just making up right now sure. is it is probably the system with the most controllers that are, like, officially supported by it. Yeah, yeah. are substantially different from one another.
0: Yeah, because here we have, you can use the gamepad, you can use a Wiimote, you can use a Wiimote with a nunchuck, you can use a Wiimote with a classic controller, you can use a classic controller pro, you could use a Wii U pro, or you can use a GameCube controller with a special adaptation. So there was the special edition um, box set, Smash Brothers, that came with a uh, unique GameCube controller with Mm -hmm. a nice logo on it, looks very cool. And this strange little four Player port that you could plug into the USB slots on the front of the Wii U and play with a GameCube controller. Yep. Which works is, great, looks great.
1: Yeah, it's a nice thing to have. You can thankfully buy like knockoff of those four-player ports. Like mm-hmm. it's not it, you can only you can't only get it through this way. So right. I have one for my Switch, which works for if you want to play Ultimate. Perfect. Oh, that's great. And, and I think yeah. you can even use it to connect um, a GameCube controller to your PC, oh. even though you would have to sort of do a bunch of jury rigging to like. Replace your keyboard settings with a GameCube controller, but it but is still I've a fun a, option. I've got a guy who does that. Yeah, so, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> no.
0: uh, yeah. So I mean that that special edition, incidentally, uh, I think is kind of now become the most valuable game on the Wii U. Sorry, Devil's Third. Sorry, <laughs> buddy. Oh yeah, oh, Devil's Third might still be up there, but this one's this one's getting there. It's like uh, it's like two three hundred dollars. Yeah, I believe it. Things. I mean, yeah. the
1: contr- it's probably mostly for that controller. Like, I think that's probably the only way to get the controller. And if, yeah. If you are, like, a ride-or-die GameCube controller person, like, that would be technically, like, the newest officially made Nintendo GameCube controller. Yeah. Like, uh, the most recent one, because a lot of... I, I worked at a video game store, and, like, people would come in and be like, you have GameCube controllers? And, I, you know, I'd open up the drawer, and they just, like, would pick ones out and, like, just wildly move the sticks around on them. To hey, see. sir, you're breaking my Mad Cat's controller. Yeah, exactly. Well, they would only buy, like, official branded ones, yeah. and they wanted to make sure that the sticks were tight, and I was like, you're a Smash Brothers player, right? Yeah, And yeah. like, yep. <laughs> it's, yep, yep. So there, there is a real market for... Uh, Nice GameCube controllers. Absolutely. And this one is
0: very nice. Yeah. I just like having that simple little Smash Brothers logo in the middle. This game is also very unique because you can use your 3DS as a controller. If you have the the game for the 3DS, you can just use it to, remotely. Or if you don't have the game, you can download a special app that will let you use your 3DS as a controller. Which and is you can swap your, like, me-customizable characters. Which is
1: fun and weird. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine that that would be anyone's first choice. No, it's a it. lot of extra steps. But it is cool as an option and one of the reasons that it is cool is because I think one of the big additions to this game is now you can play 8 players locally. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy and it's pretty nuts. exciting. Like we I feel like this feature kind of gets forgotten except in like certain friend groups. Sure because it's not necessarily all that fun to play Smash Brothers with that many people. It's so chaotic. I mean, imagine your standard
0: four-player match of Smash and think how chaotic that is, and then double it. There's
1: definitely, like, a few stages that are clearly designed for more than four people that are just, like gargantuan. Yeah. Um, But it is fun to have all those control options so that you can sort of cobble together eight different controllers one way or the other.
0: Totally. Because you probably have enough like laying around just if you had a Wii and a GameCube you've probably got these like scattered around yeah. and then one person can just be the weirdo playing the uh, playing the 3DS. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of the 3DS that version came out about a month prior to the Wii U version and you know what it's surprisingly similar to the, the console big brother. Yeah. Like, they, they, they get a pretty full-featured game in here. The biggest difference, uh, well, A, you have the option to use kind of a cell shaded graphic style with, like, a, a black outline. So that on you the can 3DS? Kind of, on the 3DS. Oh, so I don't remember s- that at all. Yeah, you can see your characters a little more clearly on a smaller okay. screen, which is a nice function. But you can turn it off if you can see it all right, which sounds like you could. Yeah. yeah. I, I kept that on just because I liked the way it looked. Okay. Um, the biggest omission is just kind of like a few stages are gone. There's no ice climbers as playable characters. Just
1: fine. There should really be no ice climbers in any Smash Brothers. Get no. rid of those guys. Replace and, them with
0: someone we like. And really it makes sense because that's the only character that you would ever use like the C-stick to sort of, because uh, uh, you use you can kind of control the other one with oh, that C-stick, right? Oh, okay. I didn't, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. If, if I remember Melee, I think you can do that. Okay. Um, and so that would be difficult I, to do because this it, didn't support the Circle Pad Pro, the little nubbin.
1: Oh, sure. And maybe yeah. it just adds like uh, having an extra character for them to track. Just yeah. kind of like they could top it at th- four. Like, oh, and I think 3DS is only four player.
0: Yeah, yeah, I believe but, so. Yeah, no. so that's, I mean, but I mean, still like you have everything else here. Well, I guess the one exception is the Smash Tour mode that's on the Wii Yeah, Wii. and
1: I think you have a different mode, which I remember which, of like... Run run through like a platforming world and collect a bunch of power-ups and then go fight some people. Yeah. it's This game has a lot of modes. Like they really hit on what makes Smash Brothers work like once Melee came out. And they're like, oh, I guess we're just doing this from now on. Yeah. And pretty much every other successive game was like, how do we, we have a fighting engine and we're going to add a few more characters, but, like, what modes makes this sort of click for people? Yeah. And uh, the big one here, um, I remember playing the 3DS one online a lot. Like, that's probably the game I've played online the most. Wow. Because it was not that much effort to connect your 3DS online. And that is a minor <laughs> miracle to mention,
0: too. Bless you. Thank you. That, like... A Nintendo game was pretty easy to bring online yeah. and have fun with your friends. Like it was not that big mm-hmm. a deal, and that's that's a noteworthy step for them at this point. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and I mean, the two versions are kind of similar enough that fans kind of just collectively call this Smash Brothers Four, which yeah. would have been a better title yes. all around Agreed.
1: than Smash
0: Brothers for Wii U, and Smash Brothers for Three DS. It's just very awkward to say. It was
1: also um, a weird choice to not release them at the same time. Like, I wonder how many people. Just got the 3DS version and was like, Yeah, I'm happy with this. Yeah. And then probably most people who had a Wii U got it for the Wii U, but it also seems cruel to make them wait. They've already suffered enough by owning a Wii U. Yeah. Like, now you have to <laughs> wait an bastards. extra month and you're, unless you want to buy both of them. And I mean, there's no
0: cross platform play other you than know. the ability to like port your Mii characters over, you know? So like it, and it, it is a weird, sort of a weird, uh, marketing choice to kind of do it that way but it was successful both of these were were big hits uh, even on a flop system this sold 5 million copies on the Wii U which makes it the fourth best-selling game on the system and the 3DS did even better it sold 9 million copies and is the eighth best-selling game on that system the one it, it
1: was really exciting to have a game that played like that was Smash Brothers on the on a handheld system absolutely like, it worked really well I, I believe with I think this
0: was uh the game I was playing when we first met, doing theater, mm-hmm. like we were backstage. I remember for playing this lot. with
1: with you, yeah, um, in the in the green room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so against I, each other. I so. had my
0: three DS, and I was just playing this a shitload. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it serves a special heart in the in the Ultra Sixty Four history. It's an origin story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, this this is weirdly uh, a game. It's it, it's all every Smash Brothers game I played like a shitload, but it always sort of it's such an enjoyable experience every time. I don't really think about it. Like it's, it's kind of a, you, it's one of those games you kind of just play until you feel like you're done playing it, you know, and, and then you can, you can always drop back in,
1: but they never, I don't know. They never quite have, they never quite feel different enough. Like once they sort of, I I think of this one as basically the return to form, because I remember getting into conversations with people, like even after we had brawl. Yeah. Yeah. Most people I hung out with still wanted to play Melee, uh-huh. whereas I felt like once this one came out, it was like, okay, now we can m- safely migrate to the new version of Smash Brothers because this this to me played just like Melee. And I'm yeah. sure people who are like real into it will point out tiny differences, but I was very happy with the way this yeah. Kind of oh, felt.
0: Yeah, oh totally, totally. I it kept a lot of the stuff I liked from uh, Brawl, like mm-hmm. the, the super smash attacks, but they balanced them out a little bit better. Uh, The one little news bit, well, not even news, but the kind of a news story at the time was in August of 2014, just a few months before the game came out, somebody leaked screenshots showing the entire roster like beforehand, which I would have been pissed about because that's always like an exciting thing for me, like anytime they release new characters and stuff.
1: Really? So, wait, do you, when you get a Smash Brothers game, you don't know who's in it?
0: I try to not know, like, other than, you know, the. You you always catch the trailers, you sure. know, it's kind of hard to miss, but uh, I try to go in pretty blind, but this one was leaking future DLC characters, too. Oh. This was the first game in the series to offer post-release content, and so that would have pissed me off.
1: And because those were pretty exciting characters, right? Didn't we get Cloud and Bayonetta? Yeah.
0: Bayonetta, yeah. And yeah, we got some big ones. Cl- I
1: feel like Cloud was especially exciting because it's oh, like, yeah. this is a character, like, for as tangential as Snake is to Nintendo, like... Cloud has never been on a Nintendo console. No, never. Like, no,
0: no. I think they have eventually ported Final Fantasy VII to, to like the Switch, the Switch yeah. and stuff like that. But like, not yeah, at that, the
1: time that he came out.
0: That was a big get for sure. But yeah, so somebody leaked it. They think it was. Uh, uh, they they're not sure if this was purpose. They think or it was Jonathan Thomas. So if you're out there, <laughs> Nintendo is on to you. We got you. Yeah, they're they're not sure if it was accidentally or on purpose. But it seems like uh, it was. The, the the blame was pinned on an employee who was responsible for submitting the game for ESRB rating certification. Uh, they submitted all of this stuff and then they leaked it, uh, ah. and so they were fired. And Nintendo sued them for breach of contract. Uh, still don't know how that case shook out, sure. but uh, yeah, yeah. Either way, Nintendo scrambled to kind of pull those down as quickly as they could. Uh, all right, let's talk some characters here. So yeah, Smash Brothers roster is always insane. This one's no exception. There are fifty eight total characters Holy cow. here. Uh, seventeen of them are new to this game. So new character. I'm only gonna. Yeah, just do the new characters. Yeah, just new because you you all know the rest. Uh, we have the Wii Fit Trainer. Interesting poll. I remember being like, "Wow, that's a strange one."
1: But but fun, like a fun fun, weird feel, and also. I, I think we fit at this point you know we fit trainers in ultimate but i feel like we fit is kind of abandoned and like that general aesthetic by like, this point yeah which is
0: weird yeah you'd think we fit trainer would have made it into brawl when it was kind of at the height of we
1: think Fitness, but. for ultimate may, or for whatever the next smash brothers end up being maybe they'll turn it into like ring fit i bet trainer. they will
0: yeah i wouldn't be surprised uh, we also get the Villager from Animal Crossing. Fun, good,
1: we get good addition.
0: Rosalina and Luma from uh, Galaxy. Uh, I rarely play as them. Yeah, yeah. They're,
1: they're very odd feeling. They
0: are. Bowser Jr., who I love Bowser Jr. Because Bowser Jr. is secretly eight characters. Because anytime <laughs> he switches skin, he's a different one of the Koopa kids. That's fun. That the announcer like compensates for. It's like, mm. Morton wins. It's like It's great. Uh, we get Little Mac from Punch-Out. Fun. Very fun. We get Greninja from uh, Pokemon. Meh, uh, yeah, kind of meh. He's yeah. like, is he a? Wa- he's like water. He's, he's a. He's. Ninja a, I think he's
1: thing. the finer ev- final evolution from uh, one of the white black from white or black okay. uh, for the water type. And yeah, like, I don't recognize a, he, him outside he's of that. He's like the, a ninja frog, which is fun. You think he's pretty powerful, but like again, we got enough Pokemon characters. He's, here. he's
0: used well in the Detective Pikachu movie. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Uh, and then we have uh, a couple of characters from, uh, uh, the recent, uh, Kid Icarus revival, Palutena and Dark Pit. Mm -hmm. Dark Pit, uh, always a bore. It's always boring to have just like a dark version of the, It's like Dark Samus. Like they are functionally the same as those very good characters, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, there's no reason to play one over the other. Uh, then we have a couple of new Fire Emblem characters, Lucina, Corrin, and Robin. They're all from Awakening, I believe. And then we have the Duck Hunt Dog, uh, which is a, that was a weird pull. I liked having the Duck yeah, Hunt Dog. That, that it's just named Duck fun. Hunt. And uh, yeah, so that one's pretty fun. He, he
1: He's fun because he uses like, most of his attacks are based around different NES Zapper games. Like you can summon one of the Cowboys from Wild Gunman. Right, yeah. Or kick the Hogan's Alley can. That, one's that was fun. That was good touch.
0: Uh, and then we get some non-Nintendo guest characters coming back. So uh, the newbies include Mega Man. Always love yep. Mega Man. Pac-Man, another Mega good Man one. Mega Man kind
1: of sucks in this game. I've never I've never had fun playing as Mega Man.
0: I do have fun playing as Pac-Man. Yeah, Pac- Pac- Pac-Man's. a weird one, but he's really fun. Uh Shulk from Xenoblade Chronicles, a very unusual character. That is a
1: Nintendo character. It is like, a
0: Nintendo character, but like uh not first party, I suppose. It's very it's very unusual as there there are now three of these if you're talking about Ultimate, or there's a few of them now, like because Cloud is the other one that we already mentioned, who's coming in here, and they're like fighting game characters that are trying to port over rpg mechanics so there's like menu selection or like different powers you can choose shulk
1: is a challenge to play you can sort of power up his sword in different ways and get different stats
0: yeah which is always interesting uh then we have bayonetta and we also have ryu from street fighter oh ryu
1: is in this game that was probably the one i was most excited about yeah he was post-release
0: dlc but he was really good um so, yeah, and like I said, you also have the new Mii Fighters, which uh, can be fully customized. You design them as either brawlers, gunners, or sword fighters, and then you can pick their names and their outfits and their move sets. Well,
1: let's, yeah, let's take a quick pause here, because this this is actually a really sort of major part of the game. It's like, yeah. for as rarely as I play as a Mii Fighter, because yeah. it just feels like it's lacking any kind of personality... Which Mo- they fixed with Ultimate, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. Mo- yeah, because the, the costumes are much more distinct. Like, yeah. You can get, like, Cuphead costumes. Fallout, or, yeah, 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 things but, like that. But um, here, the vast majority of the game modes, sort of your main unlocks are customization tools for your Mii fighters. Yeah. Um, I mean, call back to, like, Mortal Kombat 11 that I brought up earlier. Like, there, you get customization, but they're for, you know, the characters you actually want to play as. Yeah. And so here, there's probably like five or six modes just based around collecting these things. And you're like, great, I got a flower hat. Yeah. Great, I got a mushroom tunic.
0: And it, which is like, awesome if you're super into customizing your characters i'm not
1: particularly well, especially in, like, because the only ones you can customize are these me characters right it's not like you all can just put have, a funny hat on mario or anything right they yeah. all just have very generic moves yeah um, you know your sword i mean, just has three sword attacks and your gunner just has three gun attacks
0: but they are emblematic of what this series is really or what this uh entry in particular is focusing on which is lots and lots of customization options they yeah. want you to be able to play this game your way I also like that they uh, they broke out some characters like that used to be transformation. So like Zero Suit Samus is now her own character. Sheik mm-hmm. is now his own character. Like so things like that. Um, Wait. Okay. Yeah. I, is Sheik a dude? No. Okay. Yeah. I, mis- I misgendered because it okay. is Zelda still either way. But it's like, yeah, the Sheik persona. Okay. Like, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. Which is presented as a man. Yes. Um, so the only real big omissions this time, uh, we lost Wolf from Star Fox. No big loss there. Um, and we don't have mm. Solid Snake uh, from Metal Gear Solid, although they would both be back with the next game. And the Pokemon Trainer has been reduced to just Charizard, which uh, that's kind of a loss. I liked having, I liked being able to switch between the three. You okay, know, so you like could switch between
1: a, the three in Brawl, and here it's just Charizard as the character. It's just
0: Charizard. Okay, and, and but this again, Pokemon
1: back. Trainer comes back. Yeah, Ultimate. he does come back. Yeah, okay. Absolutely.
0: Uh yeah, this is the first game to offer downloadable content, which would come back in Ultimate and in both cases like it kind of you know, it, it became like sort of a media event. Like yeah. anytime it's like, "Oh, let's announce the new character." Like I can't wait to their their betting pools to see who it's going to be. <laughs> well, once like, they I established get, get with
1: like Cloud that it could essentially be anyone, yeah. then it becomes a lot more exciting as opposed it, to like what Fire Emblem character we get next.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that is kind of, it did kind of fall into that, but you know, Again, to be talking about Ultimate, but like Ultimate had some really good reveals. Like mm-hmm. a lot of it was stuff that people were expecting. Your Banjo Kazooies, your Sora's. But then, I don't like, know if
1: you were expecting a Banjo Kazooie. I like,
0: don't know. I I was hoping. I, yeah. I didn't know for sure, but like you know, that's a pretty signature Nintendo yeah. one. But like, I never would have thought Terry from Fatal yeah, Fury was, would have been a character, a or like Sephiroth would be in there. Like, I mean, there's pre- precedent for Sephiroth.
1: Of but course, yeah, let's but. um let's put a pin in Ultimate for a little yes, bit because yes. we'll certainly get back to that.
0: Um, tons of new features this time around. Firstly, this is one of the first games, period, to make use of amiibo technology. Um,
1: so oh, that was wait, kind of I didn't big realize feature. amiibos were that recent. Somehow, yeah. I always associated them with being much older.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were uh, they were 3ds, Wii U, uh, and so in this game, you can use your amiibo figures to save custom character character data and then you could spawn the character in the game to fight alongside you. I
1: think that you could, like, level up actual, like, character, not just the Miis. Like, you could somehow equip Mario with stuff and level him up, but he would always look the same.
0: Right, but you would need to use the corresponding, like, character amiibo. So, like, you know, which I used to have a pretty full collection of these, and I I sold them off, but uh, I had a full, like, Smash Brothers collection. These were fun to play with.
1: Yeah, they they were always very cool-looking, but it was, like, they never quite figured out how to make amiibo features... That additive. Yeah. And they do struggle here because you have all this customization. But the problem with customization in fighting games is, like, balance is much more important than customization. So there has to be a mode where you could turn off all of these extra bells and whistles so everyone's on the same playing field. Totally. And so the vast majority of the time where you're playing this game and people come over, you're not using any of these customization features. No, not really. Because they just kind of make it unfair.
0: Yeah, yeah. And this is really a game that's best experienced in, like, a group setting like that, too. So, like, your mileage may vary. Uh, you know there are a whopping seventy three stages to choose from here. Uh, some are only ex- accessible by DLC, and some are exclusive to 3DS. And almost every stage can be changed to either like a simple stationary Omega variant yeah. or just the regular. So like if you don't want a lot of visual like foofaraw going on, you can just make it a basic Smash stage.
1: This was this was a smart addition because yeah. it definitely felt like they did a good job splitting the difference between. I have. <laughs> Not trying to alienate listeners, but I definitely had some mixed experience with very competitive Smash players sure. <laughs> in terms of, like, these are not necessarily people I want to be playing games with. Yeah. And, like, I am pretty good at Smash, but it was like, okay, we're only playing on Final Destination, all items are off, and everyone's going to be Fox. Okay, boring. <laughs> and you're yeah. just like, this is not quite what I'm looking for in Smash Brothers. No. So I like at least here you could play on different stages and kind of simplify them if that was the mode that you wanted.
0: Absolutely, yeah. It's a good way to balance it out. Uh, One important thing that does not come back is a dedicated cinematic story mode. So, like, Brawl had this mode called the Subspace Emissary, for those who don't remember, And it is like a single-player, story-based side-scroller kind of beat-em-up sort of thing. It's it's very weird. It was written by the same guy who wrote Final Fantasy VII, which they were making a big deal about. And it kind of, similar to the way the new Mortal Kombat games go, you sort of cycle through characters. So, like, you play, like, a Mario chunk, then you play a Luigi chunk, you play a Kirby chunk...
1: Has and- there ever been like a particularly well written thing that's job it is to like combine things from different universes? Or is it just always a fool's errand? Like, uh, I would say into the Spider Verse, but I don't know. But that's- they're not really from different. That's not what I mean by like different universes. Yeah, but like, yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. like Spider Man characters. All Spider-Man. Yeah. Whereas here you're like, okay, how does like sonic like find himself into link's world right yeah
0: how does how does solid snake meet up with princess peach like yeah, yeah, yeah everything becomes like
1: a real reach of like what is this cosmic entity that's here like you know like the cri- I, feel like, I always I think I feel like DC. writers should
0: have like a button on their computer for like okay write a portal
1: yeah. Portal, portal, portal. All right. So that's, like, that
0: solves everything.
1: I feel like DC Comics is like what I think of for this for like for your crisis on infinite Earth, yeah. or your crisis on multiple Earths, or your infinite, all kinds of crises. And like, those are not like particularly well written, but no. they are fun and goofy. It's, and I feel like the subspace emissary is kind of the same thing. It kind of serves <laughs> like, that.
0: But like, fans were kind of torn on that one. Uh, I remember liking that mode, but it is. It is a weird ask to, like... It's similar to what we ran into with, like, Mortal Kombat Sub-Zero. It's difficult to have a non-fighting game that uses fighting game controls. Right. And that's what subspace kind of does. Um,
1: I mean, yeah, the when you have such generous double jumps, like, yeah. the platforming isn't all that satisfying.
0: Right, and then the movement just kind of feels a little stiff. But so. it
1: is nice, like... And that's always the struggle with any fighting game, So, but it's nice that they're like, all you do in this game is fight people so how can we sort of expand that a little bit yeah and then once they go to Wii U they're like it just wasn't worth it and all of the extra modes that are in this game are just sort of they're kind of like meters and knobs that you change your settings of just fighting people so I kind of miss that subspace emissary like that I I miss it too that's what happens to me with Smash Brothers is in the end I'm just like I fought the computers enough times, and I know that I guess the solution to that is to play online. Yeah, but it's just my results are always kind of mixed. But
0: there. you want to feel, you want to see some a little bit different. The closest thing this game offers to a story mode would be kind of like the the event mode, which yeah. is little bite sized chunks where they the the game will choose your character and choose your opponents and set some very specific uh, boundaries on your match to kind of replicate things that happened in. The corresponding games. Yeah, which is
1: cool. Like, if yeah. you're Mega Man, you're, like, on the re- yellow devil level, and you have to defeat him. Or, yeah, yeah. Know, Mario like, versus Giga Bowser, uh, that kind of
0: thing. Sure, yeah. They pair Mario and Luigi against Bowser and Bowser Jr., you know, things like that. Um and, and those are pretty fun, but they're kind of bite-sized little chunks, and they don't have any kind of connective thread. Right. You know, and again, Subspace Emissary was pretty nonsensical, so I can get, like, not necessarily wanting that back, but... It is just funny than me. The same people like complaining about plot holes in that will wholly embrace like Kingdom Hearts. You know, <laughs> like, like all right, all right. Well, let's 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 draw some lines in the sand of what what nonsense is okay to make yeah. sense here. Um, you know, so the the obsessive nerd in me loves the addition of the challenge wall. This yep. is a a big blue grid. Of kind of little boxes where every time you like complete a challenge, it'll unlock this box and it'll give you hints for the uh, four the corresponding ones. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, that I, works really well. I, I got get, real into these. I definitely completed them on the 3DS. Yes. You get uh, these little
0: hammers, like these little cheat hammers to let you break it. And these are su- surprisingly strategic because. Once you run out of these, there aren't any more,
1: Yeah, right? And you only get, like, four over the course of the game. How
0: often does that happen in a game? Like, you run out of these four, then you are done.
1: I think that there was, uh, like, I remembered you... I unlocked everything, but I had to use these hammers a couple times. I think there was one where you had to get, like, three KOs in Cruel Smash. Oh, yeah. Which I was just like, oh, this is not going to happen. Not going to happen. Yeah. Um, And that's... This game... Is really just sort of a amalgam of modes. Like it's yeah. really a Jackson Pollock painting of just like if Jackson Pollock was a video game designer and just dipped his little coding brush in there and tossed them at your Wii U uh, game yeah. screen. Because like there's there's literally modes within modes. Like your first option is like solo, and then there's group fight and then you like go down and there's like games and more and you're like wait why is games and more its own subdivision right and then there's and then like then a games bunch and of
0: more it's like uh the arena and the, it's like it's not what you think it's gonna be right. yeah there's yeah.
1: like there's major modes in there so you have your classic single-player mode where you just you know fight ran like eight random fights and then there's the all-star mode where you fight through every character in the game and kind of like an endurance thing yeah and um, the rewards for both of these are trophies that mm. just match your characters. And one thing that this game does is it kind of has the collectibles for all your customization separate from your trophies. And you right. just kind of look at your trophies and you, in theory, use your collectibles for something. Um, but that's another thing that I think Ultimate did well of kind of like meshing those two things with the spirits. Mm. Because the uh, just playing through the game over and over to collect uh, trophies of your character is something that I did.
0: Me too. But
1: I wish that there had been a little more there as yeah. a reward.
0: Yeah, There, there is always a point with every like every time a Smash Pose game comes out, I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to sit and beat uh, All-Star in classic mode with every single character uh, so I can get two different poses of trophy. Yeah. And I'm wasting my life.
1: Yep, exactly. Yep. I'm yep. like, okay, I have played through these modes now a hundred times. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> and then it gets even crazier as the roster just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yep. Um, but you know, like, yeah, I, I say, I would say the the UI here is the clunkiest of this series. Like it is just kind of a lot of navigating complicated menus. Uh, but you know, the, the, the core smash experience is still pretty great. You know, it's, it's kind of once you just get into that smash mode and just like, you know, and having more people in to bring in more chaos just kind of enhances things to a crazy level. And this is the first game in the series to run HD and it looks really nice, Mm -hmm. nice and crisp, great audio. Of course, like this series is always known for having like really high end, uh, uh, orchestral compositions of these old video game themes. And you can, there's hundreds of them. Like there's so many different tracks in this game. Uh, and so it's always kind of fun to track them down. And then you just learn so much about Nintendo stuff and about video game stuff just digging through the trophy galleries. So,
1: I guess uh, the thing that is sort of a bummer to me, though, with this particular edition is like, I don't think they came up with any super fun for all of the weird modes that are in this game. Yeah, yeah. I don't think any of them really click. Like, you have different kinds of like, you have that challenge mode, which can be pretty cool, uh, or the event mode. Yeah. And But you have multi-man smash where you just, like, fight, you know, an army of ten dudes. Mm. Cruel smashes is just really hard dudes. And then there's, like, a bomb toss where there's targets and you, like, hit the bomb a bunch of times and then knock it into the targets. And then there's also a home run derby. Which feels pretty similar. Yeah, it's just like, you're like, do we really need all of these options to be, like, kind of featured as their own button. Like, they yeah. feel like just, like, you could have a list menu of all this different stuff and sort of clean up your navigation a lot.
0: And some of the new modes that they add here could really, like, they, they're lacking clarity. Like, there's a mode called Smash Tour here, which is kind of like a... A Mario Party spin, which is
1: exclusive to the 3DS version or to the Wii U or version, the Wii yeah, U I version. believe. Yeah, yeah.
0: and uh, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of this weird like board game thing where you use me characters. If two characters like land on a square together, instead of doing a mini game, you have a brawl.
1: Oh, okay, uh,
0: and and you're going around kind of collecting power ups and trophies and things like that. And it just it, it has like eight or nine screens of explanation before <laughs> you can play it. And I'm just like, this is too many. And then same thing goes for like the Master Orders and Crazy Orders, which is still kind of hard to explain yeah like it's you pay a ticket or pay gold to fight characters i think it's only hard to
1: explain in the sense that you really get left with a feeling of like is this it yeah because you it's like master orders and you just like do a fight and with some modifiers and then they're like oh you got trophies and you're like great that was the whole mode or like crazy orders is like you do a series of fights and then you fight the Master Hand, and you get some trophies. But you can kind of fight
0: the Master Hand whenever you feel ready to. And it's just it's like because
1: your health carries over. And again, yeah. it's like why are these two separate buttons on the menu of what I want to play? Yeah, so they're not
0: that dramatically different.
1: I guess that's the thing that I find odd about this game is like this game probably has 12, 20, 12 to twenty game modes aside from the main mode. Yeah, and you'll probably like aside from maybe classic and all star spend, like, two hours through all of them. Yeah. And you're just constantly going to be going back to that fight or multiplayer fight. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, again, and that's what you want. That's, you know, your Smash Brothers thing, but maybe that's why this game doesn't stick super large in my memory. Maybe not. Is because there is no kind of, like, story mode to kind of just guide you here for whatever bizarre reason these characters have come together. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, but as we've kind of highlighted, I think
0: one of the weird draws of this version, like when you're comparing it to every other, you know, because we always have that issue, especially with recent Nintendo games where like the big franchises are kind of just such iterative improvements on each other that it sort of makes the older ones feel a little irrelevant. Yeah. But this one, I think, still to this day, has the most options for playing. Like, you can yes. you can play this however you feel comfortable, whether it's controls, whether it's customization, whether, like, there's just a lot of tweaks that you can do to make this game your own.
1: Right, but those, I think, are, are left more as a weird curio yeah. than some, because they're, like, all of the other options, like, look, you can pay with Wiimotes and nunchucks, are still, like most people, like, that's essentially you just as well play with a Joy-Con. Right. Like, it's not like these things are missed in Ultimate. Yeah. I don't know, why don't we talk about Ultimate just real quick? Yeah. Because I feel like that that point is that, at least for me, like, even though there's the different options here, Ultimate is a pretty tough game to, like, be the precursor to. Yeah, Because yeah. There, Especially because there's no story in this game. Right. So there's not something you want to follow. Like, Ultimate has that kind of weird overworld i don't remember what that mode's called but it's like a, sp- the uh, darkness rising yes yeah, spirit <laughs> but, something spirit board no no not spirit board that's a different mode yeah i didn't know but what you're talking about They're it has like weird a weird overworld map where you have to battle guys who are all sort of altered by these different spirits which has,
0: yeah and that's how you like save characters it's it, that's a, that story mode is really fun yeah like and that it, it
1: works really well like i remember like at some they do a clever job of using the spirit cards which can be like Characters from all-out video game history to mm-hmm. kind of alter the effects of a level. Like, I remember there's one level where you fight the boss yeah. from um, Metal Gear Solid 3, uh, the female, the boss. Mm-hmm. And so, essentially, you're just fighting Snake but you're in sort of this um, held down like swamp and you move slowly, which mirrors a fight in Metal Gear Solid 3. Which is very cool. Which is very cool that they're able to sort of replicate these things using characters and features they already have.
0: And there's more, the the customization is a little more intuitive because mm-hmm. it's like you've got one or two slots of power-ups you can use and maybe one, one stage will like be on fire constantly, so you need to pick a, a spirit that will make you like immune to fire or something like that, so like... It's, it's a little bit more clear-cut, and you don't need to tweak so much.
1: Yeah, the Spirits, I think, were just a general... I feel like they finally cracked it with Ultiman and, like, what is the collectibles that people will be excited about, yeah. and I thought Spirits do a good job. The only, the only bum deal I have on Spirits is there's no, like, uh, big gallery mode where they will, like, tell you in-depth where everyone is from. Yeah. And, and you can just kind of look at the pictures.
0: But, I mean, that one wrecked the curve for character selection, too. Yeah. Like, you know, I think prior to that game... Mortal Kombat Armageddon had the record for most playable characters. It was like 60-something. Yeah. And this one's 85. Well,
1: and it's uh, so weird, because I remember, like, uh, Smash Brothers for Wii U, like, when I first got, when you first booted up, you're like, wow, look at all these characters, and now after playing Ultimate, you're like, oh, man, the roster's only that big? I had <laughs> like, the same
0: experience going back to Melee. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, shit, there's, like, nobody in this game. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, Ultimate has kind of blown this game out of the water in the same way it's blown most of the other like melee. Weirdly, has endured, but I think a lot of that is just nostalgia. Yeah, and a lot of people just, just kind really,
1: of people really clenching their butts on being tight in on melee. People really want to die on that hill. Yeah, yeah they're they're and, really into melee, and uh, and I'm really into melee. I yeah, like no, melee it's a, a great game, yeah. but I Ultimate sort of does everything you want, and like the N64 Smash has its own feel, also. Mm, definitely, whereas honestly this game did set the precedent of what ultimate feels like, like yeah. ultimate does not feel very different from this game no no no, no. so yeah, I, mean, the, the I think this game definitely deserves kudos as being like feeling like you want Smash Brothers too absolutely
0: well let's move on to our rankings it feels like we've uh, we've reached a natural end point Agreed. of these. um all right so each week we are ranking the games that we have just played adding them to our master list and the ultimate ranking of all Wii U games. For me, this one is going in right at number three. Nice. Right at number three. That's going to be right below uh, Rayman Legends and right above Batman Arkham City. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really hard to go wrong with the Smash Brothers game, and I think this is a very good one. Like... You know, despite some kind of quibbly bits I have with uh, uh, some of the interface and some of the the lack of options that were in the previous game, there's so much to like uh, wet your beak with here, and just uh, it's just a fun game. It's just, yeah, it's just a treat to play.
1: Yeah, I mean, Smash Brothers is Smash Brothers, and yeah. if if I only if I only had a Wii U and didn't have a switch in today's day and age, I'd probably still be playing this game. Yeah. Um, so I'm putting it at number four, which is right behind Super Mario 3D World and ahead of Game and Wario.
0: I think that's perfect. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I knew this one was
0: going to rank pretty high. It would be a pretty hot take for either of us to put it outside of the top 10. I yeah. think. <laughs> Especially with the Wii U. There's not a whole lot to go off of. Uh, We've got some letters this week. Uh, Apologies to people who sent letters earlier. I missed them because my phone updated. It lost my own. Whatever. whatever. You don't want to hear my (laughs) life. But either way, I'm getting to them now. So starting with this first one, dear Woody, Steve and guest, uh, I really enjoyed your episode on Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Thank you. Growing up, my dad had a Super Nintendo, but the only games good he dad. bought were uh, Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2 good dad. alongside a Super Mario Kart. Yeah, good dad. Uh, he was only ever interested in games with monkeys or racing. Good oh, dad. Yeah, monkey racing. Yeah. Is, uh, even better. Monkey is your dad Dan Reese by chance? Has he played Monkey <laughs> Racing Championship for the N64? Because it's really good. Yeah. Uh, and, in some cases, racing monkeys. Because of this, I played the first two DKc games a lot, getting pretty good at them. In your episode, you wondered what happened after you get one hundred percent the game uh, and uh, after you one hundred percent the game and unlocked hard mode. In hard mode, you can play as any character individually, meaning you can play as Cranky Kong. Okay,
1: we're talking Tropical Freeze now. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Or any of the others without Donkey Kong. Ah. I really enjoy that part of hard mode, but not the one-hit kills and no save points, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's brutal. I kind of wish they would have incorporated that into the normal game. My question for y'all is, with the rumor of the Mario Odyssey folks working on a new Donkey Kong game... What would you like to see in a possible three D open world Donkey Kong game? Especially after playing DK sixty four, a game I do not like, despite being a big fan of the leader of the bunch. <laughs> Thanks for the great podcast. and That's from Alan from Jacksonville. Thanks, Alan. Yeah. I didn't hear that news about big open world DK. I I didn't either. Like I I think I feel like uh, my criticisms are going to be more a- la- uh, aimed at what not to do, and I guess it's uh, pare down the collectibles, pare down the character switching. Keep things kind of simple, you know, like, um, maybe I feel give him like... a magical hat that lets him possess
1: other characters. Sure. Has that been done? I mean, the thing about Mario Odyssey is that I wouldn't really consider an open world game in the sense that even though you can go and do whatever you want, like, you're still the levels themselves are not huge, yeah, like, so you're still going from world to world in a sort of a manageable amount. And I think that DK would probably fit that pretty well mm-hmm. um i think honestly like i don't think it would take that much to get the formula that worked for donkey kong 64 um and make it work new just like put your barrel switching like let your characters switch on the fly to different yeah. kong give that or, a,
0: make that one button
1: yeah exactly yeah. um or find a way like you know the, the
0: cool thing about donkey kong is that like it was sort of used to experiment with different genres for a long time. So I think you could cram a lot of different things in here. You can have climbing mini games like in King of Swing. You could have barrel racing like in that one barrel racing. Oh game. yeah. Like- you could have rhythm action games like Something Donkey Kong. Yeah, that, you could find little mini games that you could put in there. I think that, that would,
1: would be fun. the way to do it. It's kind of like a celebration of like everything that DK has done over the years. Maybe put a mini game where you have to chuck barrels down girders at a at yeah. a little jumping man. Yeah, yeah, like that. I think that would be really good. Be I don't. I wouldn't want like a and I doubt they're going this way, but I wouldn't want like a Breath of the Wild style thing where you just no. run around with DK because really his power set's pretty limited.
0: And he's kind of slow mm. by like default, yeah. you know? And so like, yeah, you you just, I, I think you need to embrace the goofy nature of the series and kind of just bring everything in.
1: Yeah, we, want, we be... want Donkey Kong Country Ultimate, which is like yeah. all, all of the characters and but sort of more variety of levels. Let
0: me play as Candy Kong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Alan. Next letter says, hey, Steve, Woody, and guest." There's definitely a guest, I can tell. You fool. <laughs> Uh, in the last Nintendo Direct, we saw a trailer in which Kirby inhaled a whole car, giving birth to the glorious Carby. Oh, wow. Do you have any other objects that you want Kirby to inhale in the new Big Mouth mode that they've shown off?
1: Gross. I'm hoping this for a weird. train,
0: maybe with a special Carboose at the back. <laughs> you get bonus points if your item can be turned into a Kirby pun, and that's from Elliot K.
1: Oh, those are, those are quality Kirby puns right those there. Those are quality Kudos. Kirby puns. All also, right, so. uh... Wasn't Kirby swallowing a car the plot of the movie Tatan? Pretty, like, sure, yeah. pretty sure, pretty <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> I think you can make a fan cut of that pretty easily. Yeah, uh, yeah. all right. So, I mean, I I haven't, I, I admit I have not followed up on this game. I didn't know this was coming out. This sounds fun. So, you know what's weird? Hmm.
1: You know that there's, like, in egregious amount of Kirby games. There's, there's so like many. There's five Kirby games for the I was, 3DS. I was making
0: a list like, to see if it was a possible like a uh, uh, series for Ultra 64DD at one point, And I'm like, there's like 90 games.
1: It's I know, which is just ridiculous. so weird. There because, are multi- like,
0: multiple yearly releases.
1: And, and like, I know people like Kirby, but yeah. are people playing these games? Like they must be, but I've never seen someone like... The last one I remember someone being excited about was Epic Yarn, yeah, because that game was super cute. It was, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And but there's been like eight more since then, at least. Um, I played the one on Switch, and it was just like kind of boring. And like, I yeah, didn't know really that what is what always the it. struggle I have with Kirby. As fun as he is as a character, yeah. I feel like often his games end up a little boring, and this is where. Uh, we came down, or this is where I came down on the Crystal Shards, which Mm -hmm. was the last Kirby game we reviewed, is it's like things just seem easy and boring in Kirby because he's so floaty. And so I I don't know if him being able to suck in bigger objects is quite what I'm looking for. Maybe like a Katamari mode where you like have to start small to like warm up his sucking powers. Oh, yeah. And then your mouth progressively gets bigger as you suck in bigger and bigger things. And eventually you're just like sucking skyscrapers and stadiums and sucking whole planets.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my real answer is that I want him to uh, absorb the cast of uh, City Slickers and become Bruno Kirby.
1: Okay, that's good. a joke for
0: one person. Yeah, well, no, you got that.
1: You got a you got a Kirby pun. So there you good go. Work. Got it in there. Got or in he there. could enjoy the he could suck the Minnesota Twins and become Kirby Puckett.
0: There you go. Yes. Perfect. Why not? Why not? Uh, yeah, I've got no more. <laughs> uh, that's the end of them. But uh, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for that game. I kind of like the idea of a Carby.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's pretty cute. Uh, this next one starts, Steve, Stevethan, Woody, Woodethan. Yep. Those are our names. But I like Woodethan. Uh, you were talking about uh, the bullshit barrels hidden in Donkey Kong Country. Sounds, Let me tell you a right. story. The first minecart level in good old DKC had a special shortcut. It's hidden at the bottom of the very first gap. You usually get in a barrel at the start of the level, so the gap poses no real danger. But you do. Oh, if, but if you secret. go at the exact right spot, bam! Hidden barrel all the way to the end.
1: You have to jump over the starting barrel to do it. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I remember this.
0: So why is this important? Ten-year-old me found it. Ten-year-old me told all my friends about finding this super cool hidden shortcut. Ten-year-old me was that kid, <laughs> the one on the playground who lied constantly, the one who thought a joke was just telling someone a lie and then saying "just kidding." Uh, went to show my friends this. My friends, who totally knew it was a, co- I was a constant liar, and we were unable to find it. Oh. Death after countless death, balloon after balloon popped. The game over screen hauntingly played sad music. No special warp. No feeling of vindication. Nothing. So we turned to the internet. This was well before videos were a thing. This option for codes and info were game winners, cheat CC, game facts, or purchasing a tips and tricks magazine. This was 99-2000, so you were not going to find a retail strategy guide for oh. a six-year-old game.
1: This is a random aside. We'll yeah. keep going. But we, <laughs> we recently recorded a Clay Fighter episode yeah. uh, for the deep dive. And um, the, only, the the first site that came up for my move list on Clay Fighter was angelfire.com. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a throwback.
0: That's That tells you a lot. <laughs> yeah. That tells you a lot. So for years, I convinced myself that I had made this up. Maybe it was just a weird glitch that happened. Maybe my 10-year-old liar brain had pulled off the ultimate trick, lying to itself. (laughs) Then comes speedrunning, and lo and behold, finally, the truth. All this is a long story to ask, has a game ever gaslit you? Has your memory of an in-game event ever been off?
1: Love, respect, and just the right
0: amount of admiration. That's from Andy Bowman. Andy Bowman.
1: Oh, good question. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, also, good story. I was actually recently just playing Donkey Kong Country on my mini, my SNES mini, yeah. and I love my favorite secret in that game is the stop and go station. Oh yeah, where yeah, you yeah. can just turn around right at the beginning and go back through the entrance, and it'll poop you out right near the exit. I
0: I definitely had. Because I, th- I wasn't like the full-on liar kid, but I would kind of like make up some things to sound cool because I was always jealous that kids knew all these secret <laughs> video game secrets. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how you find all these secret secrets. So I told a friend that if you uh, that if you let Sonic the Hedgehog's idle animations go for almost the full length of the game, he will burrow below wherever he's standing, go to a secret room that has a TV, and he'll start playing Sega Genesis. <laughs> Uh, so my friend is like so excited about this, and then he goes home like, and then comes to school the next day. He's like, "Yeah, I waited the entire time. He died a couple times. Like I, 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 oh, I never so went I in is. it. I'm like, oh well, you must have needed a code or something. But that's that's me gaslighting somebody. Sure, else with, no, uh, we, we with, all have those. Yeah. I was
1: definitely. I was told many times of various games that had nude codes. Oh my god! That probably were games you didn't even really want to have nude codes in them. But oh,
0: was... you didn't want to see Laura Croft's weird polygon pyramids. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I, I remember Super Mario RPG came up as one <laughs> as one of the
0: naked just... clown, naked yeah, clown. Exactly. Oh man, I, I still remember EGM did an uh, April Fool's joke that's like one of the funniest ever. It's like uh, they they purported to have the nude codes for Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball. Which probably would be a game you'd want mm-hmm. the cheat codes for if you're playing that game already. Sure. And people wrote in for the next couple of months saying that they uh, they they bought an Xbox and that game just so they could use that code. That was an April Fool's joke. Wow. So, uh, yeah. Pretty great. Okay. Pretty great. I don't
1: know if I I myself have ever been gaslighted by a game. I feel like maybe what has happened sometimes is like games that are in series. Like I'll play one, go back and play one in the series, and be like wasn't there like a level that had this in it? And then I realized that it's like a later game in the series. Yeah. Like I'll go looking for a c- certain level and I'm like, oh, actually that was in number two. Right. And right, I, right. I feel like maybe the Donkey Kong Country games were that specifically. Cause, yeah, they like, might have been. They all kind of blend together and have pretty good variety of levels.
0: And I think I was kind of traumatized by that horrible barrel too, if I remember that one correctly. Because I think, I think my friend was telling me about that one and we could never find it. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that one, Andy. All right, one last little short letter here. Hi, Woody and Steve. Uh, how does the announced closure of the Wii U eShop impact your show's process? Are you all mostly working off physical discs, or do you use some digital games because they're cheaper or easier to acquire digitally? Are there any games you suggest we absolutely buy digitally now before they disappear? Example, Devil's Third. <laughs> uh, thanks, and keep up the good work. That's from Vince. Thanks, Vince. So this is an interesting uh, thing to come up, because so for the show, we've only been doing the physical release games. Um and part of that is because, well, there's too much stuff on the Wii U store to go through everything in that catalog. Yeah, that would and, be like and a thousand things. no thing. funzos. Also, for the longest time, I have not been able to connect my Wii U to the internet in my house. For whatever reason, I don't know what it is. I've taken it to other people with different internet service providers, but whatever reason, You've Century contacted Link, Nintendo? I've contacted Nintendo. I spent an hour on the phone with them. I went through every game. I did everything right. Yeah. And then I took it to my friend's house and tried it on their place, and it works. So it wasn't the problem. It was just the problem with CenturyLink. And then just mysteriously the other day when I was playing some Smash Brothers in anticipation of this episode, I, it connected me online. It, it updated everything. Uh, and it gave me an announcement that the Wii U store was shutting down. So I think they may have just finally patched whatever issue that was.
1: Yeah, because well, uh, well, they probably, with the announcement, there's probably more activity on the eShop than there has been in years yes. of people trying to... Get things, and
0: now they're kind of realizing it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, you know. So we we we, we this uh has not been happening. So. Um yeah so it it is now online I can uh, download some stuff once but I set up my Nintendo ID profile.
1: Yeah it shouldn't really I mean we've been going all this time without being online at all so that yeah. shouldn't really matter as far as we're we're concerned. And most of the
0: servers for the games that we've been playing have been shut down for a while yeah. you know so like we can't really enjoy the online features anyway.
1: Um in terms of things that are worth picking up I think Devil's Third is a good option not because it's a particularly good game but it is likely to be the only place that that game will live. Totally. And the physical disc will continue to probably be expensive. Yes. Um, so it is probably... If you if you have any interest in that game, that would be the time to get it. Yeah. Um, the other ones that come to mind are probably the GBA Metroid games. Oh, or yeah? The, yeah, because um, if you want to play them on your gamepad or on the TV and not emulate them... I mean, they are still emulated, but if you want to yeah. buy them officially... That would be a good choice. There Um, are,
0: like, I think there are a lot of, like, DS games on there, too. Yeah. You can download. Which
1: which just, if if that is a more appealing way to play those handheld games, that's a fun option. And um, the other one that comes to mind is Super Mario Brothers 3. I believe, um, or. More specifically, Super Mario Advance 4. Okay. Um, the GBA version of Super Mario Brothers 3 yeah. comes with all of the e reader content on it. Ooh. Like they released that has a couple extra levels. Um,
0: Wait, which, so I won't have to swipe through all my thousand <laughs> e cards? You know, no, open you won't.
1: Birdo? I um, and I imagine that that will probably be the only place that those live. Yeah. Um, so if you are want to see everything that Mario Brothers 3 has to offer, that is another option absolutely but i don't i don't know if there was anything else that really
0: Nothing, because there nothing's too terribly rare on the system yet, you know, like Hello Kitty Cruisers was kind of a valuable one for a minute. But is that downloadable?
1: Um, like, not it, every game know. that's physical is also downloadable. That's the thing, I
0: don't know, and I think the value on that one's gone down since the Switch port came out, And,
1: you know, well, and to and, like, buy a valuable game digitally doesn't really make sense if yeah. you don't have an interest in playing that game. I, like, exactly, you wouldn't just buy yeah. Devil's Third because it's an expensive disc, You'd right? Because you're a crazy man like me, and you like stupidly violent games. Involving guys with tattoos.
0: Yeah, this isn't like a Panzer Dragoon saga, which is like a, yeah. supposed to be a great game. It's just hard to get your hands on a real right. copy of it. You know, it's it's uh, it, it's it's got to be something that's like really worth playing. Right. And, um. I don't know. That everything everything that we've found that we've identified as like kind of the standout Wii U titles so far are pretty cheap and available. uh yeah.
1: For the Wii U so far, so yeah, yeah. So and and also not not guaranteed to be digital because this no. this was sort of the last generation where. Things, not all physical games were released digitally. Like now, I feel like we have reached the time where pretty much any game you want to play is available as a disc or, you know, a a little card Mm -hmm. or is available to download.
0: Yeah. But that was not the
1: case on Wii U.
0: Not the case. Well, thank you, everybody, for your letters. We really appreciate it. Uh, You can send those letters to ultra64podcast at gmail.com. And thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, be sure to
1: tune in next be week. Be sure to write NetherRealm Studios and <laughs> let them know to give me a credit in Mortal Kombat 11 when Kano does his friendship. Or a tinfoil eye skin. Yeah. One of those would be great. Um, so
0: next week we're playing uh, something significantly less prestigious than today's game. A trilogy of games uh, starring Disney characters that should not be things. I'm okay. trying to explain that better. Uh, <laughs> We're playing Planes, Planes, Fire, and Rescue, and Cars 3, Driven to Win. So just vehicles with eyes is okay. the theme for next week. Got Creepy, it. off-putting, vehicles with eyes. <laughs> so we're playing those three. Be sure to turn in for that. Uh, I'm sure I am going to take them extremely seriously. Mm-hmm. I'm I'll sure they'll
1: be just them. as good as the game we played today.
0: If not better. All right, well, we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: It ain't no joke They'll come in by a jump just-